Hey guys, Pastor Bear here. Welcome to the podcast for Real Church. We meet every Sunday at 11.15 a.m. at the Worship Center on the campus of Central Christian School in Sherpsburg. You can also check us out online at www.realchurchcoweta.com or jump on Facebook at Real Church Coweta. I hope you enjoy this week's message. What in the world could the second most thing we do, besides actually open up the text and engage with the Bible, what in the world could that be? Well, we're, we're Baptists, and I'm a preacher, so you probably assumed it was tithing. Uh, it's not. Tithing's important. We'll get to that. But no, it's not. Uh, it's, not it's not it at all. Um, I tell you, there is an interesting thing that happens in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 5. In the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 5, and that's where we're going to hang out today. The book of Deuteronomy, chapter 5, there's an interesting thing that happened because God gets kind of serious with people. He gets kind of serious with the people, and here's what he says. He starts listing off some of these things. He said, listen, here's what I want you to do. Thou shall not do this. And uh, you, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't do, don't, don't have any other God uh, before. Uh, and, and then he goes on and he says, don't make for yourself these idols. And so he's getting really serious. And he continues to go down. And then you hit number five, uh, chapter five, verse 12. You hit number 12. And he's saying, don't misuse the name. Don't, don't make idols. No other gods before because I'm the Lord your God. And then here's what he says, starting in verse 12. He says, Observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. As the Lord your God has commanded you, you have six days each week for your ordinary work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest dedicated to the Lord your God. On that day, no one in your household may do any work. This includes you, your sons and daughters, your male and female servants, your ox and donkeys and other livestock, and any foreigners living among you. All your male and female servants must rest as you do. Remember that you were once slaves in Egypt. But the Lord your God brought you out with this strong hand and powerful arm. That is why the Lord your God has commanded you to rest on the Sabbath day. Lord God, we pray that your word will touch our hearts, teach us, mold us, and guide us. In Jesus' name, amen. You were once slave in Egypt. And that is why I'm telling you that you need to keep the Sabbath. You were once slaves in Egypt. And that is why I'm telling you that you must keep the Sabbath. Spoken the way I think God would tell you, I think it would be this. You were once in bondage to all kinds of other things. You do not have to be in bondage for your provision. You do not have to stress, have anxiety. You don't have to worry. You don't have to be depressed. You don't have to have all these things. When you were in slavery, you worked seven days a week, nonstop, daylight, to, you know, to, from the time the sun come up to the, when the sun went down. You were constantly working. You had a weight about you. You were not free. You had bondage on you. It was weighing you down. You no longer have to do that because I'm the Lord your God. And so what I want you to do is, is I want you one day a week, to remember and keep a Sabbath. And when you keep that Sabbath, I want you to focus on getting rejuvenated, resting, enjoying your life, and focusing on who I am. And when you enjoy your life, thank me for the fact that you get to enjoy your life. 
and you get to enjoy the things that I've given you. That is exactly what God was talking about. And it's interesting that he would put it right in the middle of all these serious things. You know, don't murder. And we could go on and on. Don't do this. Don't do that. And all of a sudden, boom, right there. Hey, I want you to do something. I want you to remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Keep a day of rest and worship. And can I tell you something? Very, very few of us do this. Very, very few of us do this. Why? Well, because of society today. Society today. In society today, if you have a job, your expectation is to be there all the time, nonstop, always focused on it, bettering the company, doing this, doing that, and continuing to work hard, work hard, work hard, because people that quote-unquote work hard are successful. Yeah, I agree with that. But what I don't agree with is that you have to do it seven days a week. And you have to focus on it seven days a week. I had a job in Tennessee that was actually a ministry. Do you know that pastors are some of the main ones that do not do this? They are. I had a job in Tennessee working at a ministry, and I did it seven days a week. Whenever, and some of us will know what I'm talking about. Some of us weren't even born when they came out. But I had one of these phones. It was called a Nextel. You guys remember Nextel? And here's what it would do. And it was a two-way walkie-talkie. Now, I don't know why we thought that was the coolest thing ever, because we've had walkie-talkies for a long time. But, and it was a two-way walkie-talkie. And the four administrators of the children's home, they all had the walkie-talkie. Now, I absolutely love the, the executive director. He, was, he is a godly man. He was like my spiritual father. He may be even, even listening right now, you know, a, a couple of days from now. He usually listens to my messages. But man, he knew and I knew he drove us crazy. It didn't at 11 o'clock at night. And if you didn't answer that thing, man, it got really bad. So, you know, I was so happy whenever the new phones came out. And the next tell one's kind of faded out. I was very happy about that. As a matter of fact, I was in charge of getting those phones usually for the administration. And I went to him and I said, hey, there's a new phone that even has a, a, a day planner in it. All right? It's, I can't remember what those things used to be called. <laughs> a Blackberry. They have these. Thank you, Wendy. We never had Blackberries, but you know that. So, uh, which is kind of weird. Uh, anyway, but... I said, there's this new phone, and you can type on it. It's got a keyboard. A keyboard? Really? Yeah, man. And guess what else you can do? What? You can send these things called text. He was like, really? Now, what is a text? I said, well, you take it, and you write it in, and you hit send. And then two hours later, it gets to the people. The technology was bad back then. (laughs) But... You can send them a quick message and you don't have to call them and you definitely don't have to go and get that going either. And we got those Blackberries and I loved that Blackberry. I loved it. I took those other phones and I crunched them down, man. I did. I hit my, I, did, I literally tore mine up with a hammer. <laughs> I went, why? Well, because for me, it was a symbol of constant stress, constant anxiety, no rest, no peace. And we do the same thing today. We do the same thing in all kinds of areas. We really do. We do the same thing. We run and we run and we are full throttle nonstop. And God's saying this. God's saying, listen, you don't have to do that. I'm going to provide for you. I want you to do this. You work as if you're working to God. 
for the days that, that you have been assigned to. But always, always, one day a week, set aside a time for rest. For rest, reflection, focusing back on us. That's what God's plan is for our life. And I want to tell you something. If you want to live a Jesus-centered life, you must obey this command. I want to tell you why. The first thing a Sabbath does, you guys, is it helps us prioritize what's most important. It does. It helps us prioritize what's most important. In 1946, after working nonstop at various restaurants, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, Truett Cathy decided to open a restaurant that we know as Chick-fil-A. And he decided that he no longer would do 24 hours a day, seven days a week. He decided that one day a week, and it would be Sunday, he would set aside a day and he would close his restaurant. And when he closed that restaurant, he would ask his people to set aside that day for rest and worship. Those two things. That's what he did. People thought he was crazy. People today still think that he was crazy. How many times have you driven by Chick-fil-A on Sunday and went, man, I really want a sandwich. Dead gummit, it's Sunday. <laughs> Got to go to Subway. But he said, no, we are going to base this whole restaurant model after Christ. And that's what he did. Here's what he was saying. God, you're the most important thing. I know, God, that even though we're going to be closed one day a week, that you're going to provide enough for us to live, including me and my family and our employees and their families. You're going to provide enough in six days so that we don't have to work the seventh. And guess what? Lo and behold, God did his part, as God always does. Do you guys know that Chick-fil-A, the average store, now this was in 2015, so I'm sure it's much more now, but the average store in Chick-fil-A, the annual sales is about $3.1 Did you know that? 3.1 3.1 million per store. That's six days out of seven. That's taking one day off. 3.1 million. Just to give you a comparison, McDonald's, 2.5 million. 2.5 million. And they're open seven days. And I think a lot of McDonald's are open 24 7. Chick-fil-A says, no, we're going to open and we're going to close and that's what we're going to be and we're going to be closed on Sunday and that's what we're going to do because God has told me the way in which I can gain true riches. God has told me the way in which that he will bless me if I follow his direction, if I follow his way, if I will allow my life to be a Jesus-centered life and I make first things first, then the seventh thing I'm going to rest and that's exactly what he did and he's been blessed ever since. And I want to tell you something. If you trust God in the process, if you trust God in the process, he will do the same exact thing for you and he will do the same exact thing for me. God never created you to work seven days. And I want to tell you something else. You are living a life that will soon end. We None of us want to talk about that, but it will soon end. Probably sooner than you think, honestly. And when you live that life and you go and go and go and you do not put first things first, when you do not set aside that time, then what happens is, is it goes much faster and you're miserable and you never take time to actually enjoy the life that you wanted to build by the job that you have. 
And that is not God's plan. God's plan is to not only bless you. He didn't bless you with that job to drive you crazy. He didn't bless you with that income in order to make you work, 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 and never have any rest. He didn't, listen, he didn't give you that wife in order for you not to, uh, uh, not to spend any time with him. He didn't give you those kids in order for you not to spend time with him. You know what he gave them to you for? He gave them to you to bless you. And what we oftentimes do is we take God's blessing and we abuse it and we send it out because we want more and want more and want more and want more. That's what we do. And I want to give you this permission too. You can take that without any, not one ounce of guilt. I'm going to talk about Wendy for a second. This past week, uh, this past Wednesday, Wendy has a very tough job. She is a counselor at East Coweta High School. She has a very stressful job. Um, There are 3,200 students at her high school. She has around 700 people that she's responsible for, but she's not just responsible for them. She's also responsible to make sure that every one of those kids graduate. And she has to make sure all the classes are lined up. 700, by the way, just letting you guys know. Make sure you heard that. All right. Up until this past year, there were only there were only four counselors. They went to six counselors now, but six counselors is still a lot less than all the other schools have. East Coweta is the eighth largest high school in the state. She has a very stressful job. And Wednesday morning, she said, "You know, I don't want this to sound bad, but today is going to be about me. I'm going to read some books and I'm going to lay at the pool." And I said, "You don't have to feel guilty about that. You can do that. You can listen. You can take a Sabbath." on Wednesday and do nothing except enjoy the life that God has given you. Why? Let me tell you why. It's the second point. Keeping a Sabbath strengthens families and it strengthens relationships with your friends. It does. Keeping a Sabbath strengthens families and it strengthens relationships with your friends. Listen, I want to tell you guys something. I know you may not believe this. God knows what he's talking about. He does. He knows what he's talking about. And if you will follow, if you will follow that which he has asked you to do, you will be amazed. You will be amazed at how your life turns out. You will be amazed at the joy that we sang about earlier. We said happiness depends on the situation, but joy, man, joy is something totally. You'll be amazed at the joy that you have. You'll be amazed how he'll provide for you. You know, things all over are grabbing and reaching and pulling for our time. They are. They're pulling for our time. And less and less and less and less are we having time with our family and with our friends. There's always another responsibility, some of which we get ourselves in, some of which just kind of happens. We have, we have to learn to gain the ability to say these two letters, N-O. No is okay. All right. We have to get past not wanting to disappoint people. We have to get past not wanting to be the bad person because you say, no, I can't do that. I have this and this and this to do. In the last two weeks while we were working on the building, we had lots of people that said, you know, I can't do that. I'm sorry. No. And they were like, I feel so bad. I said, don't feel bad. Why are you feeling bad for? You got other things to do. You need to spend time with your family. Don't feel bad at all. Don't feel bad at all. Um, Keeping the Sabbath strengthens families and it strengthens relationships. It's amazing to me because I just had some, some friends. Uh, you know, when you get older, you start having, I have started to have students that actually are having kids. And we had some of our students that have had kids and they show the pictures of the baby. And it's always because the baby's there and they're all goo goo and gaga and they're all, you know, it's all, it's so, you know, so sensitive. I remember when we had Blake, I literally drove home with my flashers on and I drove 30 miles an hour on the interstate. I was 10 and 2, man. I was looking. I know he's back there. I was so nervous. It was so precious. It was, it was incredible. 
It was just, I couldn't believe it. And I see these parents online that they can't believe it. They've got this beautiful baby and they hold it so dear. And and it's amazing because I have blinked and he is now a junior in high school. And I'm starting to think back on all the times that we've had. And did I, did I fully invest in him? And and I see these people with these babies that they, they're, they're so precious and they're God's gift to them. And yet what they do is, is they get busy with their lives and they forget that blessing. They forget how much they wanted that child to begin with. And, and things start occurring and life starts happening and job changes and schedules and we go on and on and on and on. And suddenly that thing which was so precious, that was such a blessing to God, what ends up happening is is they begin to put that aside for the moment of what's in front of them and the stress that they have or the job that they have or the thing that they think they have to do. But when you take time to set aside a day a week and to say, nope, today is the time we're going to worship. It's family time. That's what we're going to do. When you do that on a consistent basis, you may discover that you actually like your kids again. Your kids may actually like, I know this is hard, they may actually like each other. You may discover that. Every once in a while, Wendy will get out a puzzle, and I go find a corner to hide in because I hate puzzles. But it never fails when she gets out a puzzle. Blake will stumble through and he'll start working on it. And I'll kind of look around. And, but all of a sudden, a miracle happens. This crazy thing happens. I haven't heard my son speak a word in four years. Yet all of a sudden, he starts talking. And she starts talking. And they start having this conversation. And they're working on this puzzle. And it's something that's a family time. And they don't, he doesn't even look at his phone. It doesn't matter. It's crazy. He doesn't. And, and the TV, you know, it'll be off. And they'll be working on this puzzle. And that kind of thing happens. And it's kind of crazy how it happens. But they found out they actually like each other. They do. And you'd find the same thing if you took time. If you took the time to stop, take a step back, and Relax. Listen, I want to tell you something. When we decide to begin keeping a Sabbath, you will see, and I have seen, and you will see, that your life and your perspective and how you view things will begin to completely change. It will. It will completely change. Let me tell you something else about keeping a Sabbath. I love that God knew us before. Listen, don't forget when God said all these things, there hadn't been any, you know, the people in Egypt and, and in Israel and in, in the you know, Near Eastern world, they hadn't done any polls to say, hey, do you think it'd be okay to keep a day off? Is that good for you? There wasn't the New York Times that was saying, a study research says that there was none of that. They didn't know anything. They didn't know it was good for you. They didn't know that it would strengthen families. They didn't know any of that. God knew that, though. God knew that. Do you know, and this is the third point, do you know that it's actually good for you? A Sabbath is actually good for you. It's good for you. God is so wise. He knows it's inside and out. 
He understands how we're made up. He understands every little thing that we're made of. And he knows that we need time to rest and to reflect. There was a factory in Germany and the factory was, it was right in the time whenever they were going to the industrial revolution and I won't bore you to death, but it was a time whenever they were transitioning from animal work to factory work. And so they had all of these fields and the animals would walk in, they would bring the crops and they would bring the stuff into the, from the fields. And then they would go through to begin to go through these machines. And they were working about a five-day-a-week thing. And they were like, hey, listen, here's what we'll do. We're working 12-hour days. Instead of doing that, we're going to cut the workday down to eight hours. So we're only going to work eight hours, but we're going to do it seven days a week. But it's only going to be for eight hours, not 12. No more, no more 12-hour days. Some of you are like, all right, man, no more 12-hour days. So we're going to cut it from, from 12 to 8, and we're going to, we're going to operate that way. And you know what the craziest thing happened? Even though the workdays were shorter, the animals that were walking back and forth, the mules and the horses, they started getting sick because it was seven days a week. You know what else happened? And this is kind of crazy. The machines started breaking down over and over and over and over again. And by the end of that three-month trial, the owner of the factory said, listen, I have lost thousands of dollars. Let's go back to the other way of doing things, working five days. And that's what they did. Why? Well, because constantly working, constantly doing those things is not good for you. It's not good for you at all. I want to tell you something. You can be much more productive if you've taken time to rest. You can. You may even find that you like your job again. There's a story about a, a young man and an old man that their job was to go down and cut down trees. And this young man, he was a go-getter, man. He went out there. He got there an hour early. Wha-bam! Wha-bam! He was chopping, chopping wood. Tree, boom, boom. Boom, they're falling. This old man, he stumbled up at the appropriate time right there, an hour later, and the old guy was like, this guy, I don't know what he's doing. And so the old man, he started chopping trees. And the guy looked over at him, and he really wasn't any quicker than he was before. And after about an hour, the old man went over and sat down. And the guy was like, this guy's so lazy, man. I'm going to dust him. I mean, I am going to dust him. About 15 minutes later, the old man got up, started chopping wood. Boom, boom, boom. All day, this is what happened. About every hour, he would go over, sit down, take about a 10-minute break, get back up, come back over. Ten, hour later, go take a break, get back up, come back over. By the end of the day, the foreman came out and said, hey, how many trees you have cut down? And the young guy said, I've got 30 trees cut down. No one's ever done that. 30 trees. And the old man wiped his brow and he said, I've, got, I've cut down 45. And the guy was like, what do you mean you cut down 45 trees? There's no way you, I watched you. You took a break every hour. You're being so lazy. And he was like, yeah, but what you didn't know is that I was taking that break sitting over there. I was sharpening my axe. And you've been cutting all day after about the first hour and a half or two hours. You've been cutting with a dull axe. But me, 
I stop once an hour to rest, regain my strength, and to sharpen my axe. And that's what we are to do with our own lives. Sharpen our acts. God wants us at our best. He's asking you to go to your job and to represent Him, to work as if you're working for God. You may be the only representation of your job, of Christ at your job. Who knows? And you want to do that with excellence. You don't want to represent God in a bad way. Hey, listen, if you're going to represent God in a bad way, at least don't wear the real church shirt, okay? Don't do that. If you do a bad job, don't do that, all right? Seriously, don't represent God in a bad way. Do you know I'm going to read some things for you? And I, I, here's some benefits of, of a day of rest. Well, a day of rest, time out reduces stress. I don't know if you knew that or not, but taking a day of rest actually reduces stress, okay? R- completely taking yourself away from your job and taking a day of rest and spending it with family and friends. This is the second thing. Taking that, it actually reduces the risk of heart disease. I don't know if you know that or not, but it does. It reduces the risk of heart disease. Getting away from your job and putting aside a day, it actually boosts your immune system. You won't get as sick. You won't get as sick when you do that. Isn't it amazing how God knows us? Even way back with this old story that he have been told back in Deuteronomy, part of the law, but God still knows us. And it actually boosts our immune system. You actually sleep better whenever you have taken a Sabbath. Isn't that crazy? That's part of the study that they did. People reported actually sleeping much better when they had taken a, a Sabbath, putting God in his right place and us putting us in our right place. Your active time off actually adds years to your life. Do you know that? Do you know that taking a Sabbath can actually add years to your life. It also restores your mental energy. It restores your mental energy. You are, you are ready to face that Monday. Tomorrow will be Monday. You're ready to face that. You also are more creative. You become more creative whenever you have taken a Sabbath. Aren't these things incredible? Man, it seems like God kind of knew what he was doing. It's almost like he created us. You know what I mean? Like how we operate and how we work and what we need. You're more productive at work. You focus better at work. All right. And here's the final one. You actually start liking your job again. You actually do. People that said that they took a complete day off of rest chose to worship, have reported that they actually enjoy their job again because they're not fully focused on that. I told you that during this series, I'm going to be giving you some practical things, and I want Lynn to bring those up now. Let's look at some practical things that you can do. Practical things that you can do that will help you begin to live a Jesus-centered life, and one of the ways you do that is by taking a Sabbath, and I want you I'm going to challenge you to start doing that. Decide now that you will begin taking this time this week to rest and to worship. Decide now that you are going to take this time this week, this week, not not four weeks from now whenever you finally got a break, not when your schedule will help. This week, listen, I want to tell you something. If you don't intentionally do this, if you don't intentionally live your Christian walk, if you don't intentionally live your faith, Life will roll you over and you will never get to it, okay? And you will not live a Jesus-centered life and you will not live the life God has for you. This week, I want you to intentionally do that. I'm going to go a step further. I'm going to challenge you to do it today. You're here for worship. I'm not sure what you have planned. Maybe you have some work project that you've been working on this, you know, for, for, for this evening. Or for or maybe you've got something scheduled. I'm going to challenge you to do something today. I'm going to challenge you to call those people 
and cancel those plans and spend today reflecting on what God's done for you and resting. Go find a pool to get into. Go to the lake. Go hang out with your family. Go do those things. Take those time, take that time to rest and reflect. Begin small, even if it's only for a few hours, okay? So listen, you guys know Sunday is a day of work for me, right? As a matter of fact, some of you guys think that it's the only day that I work. I work an hour on Sunday, and then I leave, and I'm off the rest of the week, and happy days are here again. That's a lie. (laughs) That's not true. But I work on Sundays. Uh, And so what I started doing, the reason reason I started doing this was about 11 years ago, I started experiencing some really bad anxiety and some depression. It's hereditary in my family. It can flare up. I have it. It's one of those things. It is what it is. But I started experiencing it on a whole nother level. And listen, I was in ministry. I loved my job. That's the secret. That, that's the crazy thing. You can actually love your job, but do it so much that it affects you in a negative way. Even when you have a job you love, you still need to take time away and have a Sabbath where you focus on God, worship God, and then you focus on what he's done for you and put him in the proper place. But that's what I was doing, man. I was going nonstop. And I decided that my off day was supposed to be Friday. It was supposed to be Friday, but I got to be honest with you, man. If you guys have ever done, I was in student ministry. Fridays, you are crazy. There's always a football game to go to, a basketball game to go to. There's always some, something to do, a scavenger hunt like they did last night. There's always something to do. And so I found that that wasn't working for me real well. And so, but here's what I did. I decided that from 8 a.m., really what I did is start a Thursday night, but Friday, I decided from 8 a.m. Friday, until I picked my son up at 3, from 8 a.m. till 3, was going to be my Sabbath. I didn't even read the Bible. Because that's part of my job. Isn't that funny? I didn't. I was like, no, I'm not going to focus on church work. I'm not going to. What I'm going to do is I'm going to thank God for what he's done for me. And I'm going to do whatever it is that I want. And I want to rest. I started going to lunch almost every Friday with a friend. And I loved it. I didn't talk about, as a matter of fact, I told him, I said, hey, man, don't ask me how the church is going. Don't ask me. I don't want to hear that. I won't talk about any of that. Let's talk about our lives. Let's talk about our families. So I started doing that. I started going to a movie by myself on Fridays. Some people don't like doing that. I love doing that. I love going to a movie by myself. So much so that I bought that movie pass thing where you can go to a movie every day. I try to go on Fridays, but I bought that. And I set aside Friday for a day where I only did. Wendy would give me errands to run. I'd say, nope, my day. Nope. And then she'd go, well, Saturday's my day. I'm like, I know, but no, but, but we did. I set aside Friday. And it wasn't a full 24 hours. You know what it was? It was, you know, it was about, about seven or eight hours. I can't tell you the difference that that made in my life. I can't tell you the difference that it made. And I still do it. I try my best to still do it today. I still try to do it today. Fridays, as a matter of fact, it's so funny because some of my students kind of found out about it. And even in the summer, they'd be like, hey, we can go to some. Oh, gosh, that's on Friday. I can't do that. You can't do that because that's your Sabbath day. My students started saying that. And they started learning that. And that's how I taught them. 
So I started small. You can start small too. Maybe this evening you're like, you know, for the next four hours, here's what we're going to do. We're going to stop everything, turn off the TV, shut off the electronic devices. Kids will pick themselves off the floor after you've done that, but they'll be fine. And then you're going to take that time and you're going to rest. Schedule it. Make it a priority. Schedule it and make it a priority. And the final thing is do it as a family if you can. Do it as a family. Remember that time when you brought your kid home? You remember that time whenever it's like, remember that? Remember how, remember how precious and how, you know, I was going 30 down the interstate for God's sakes. Remember how, how, how you, know, you just wanted to protect? Remember that? Get back to that. Get back to that before you blink twice and they're off to college. Get back to that before they're grown and married and having their own kids. Get back to that. Take time. Your mindset, how you view God, and your mindset on a daily basis is what will flow if you want to live the Jesus-centered life. It is what will help you live that. You can read the Bible all you want, but if you're constantly so busy that it's just one of the check marks, if you don't take time to reflect, if you don't take time every week to do that, you're missing the big picture. And that's my encouragement to you today. I bet you've never had a preacher that tells you to go on a vacation, have you? Now you have. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for your wisdom. God, just putting a, putting a verse around all the other verses that simply says, stop Take time, reflect on what I've done, worship, and rest. God, that is so foreign to us. We are a drive, 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 do, do, do kind of thing. Lord, we need to become more. We need to become more like you and Jesus. Jesus took Sabbath. He did. He, he would withdraw and he would rest, God, and let us do that. Let us be blown away by what happens when we decide to slow down our lives and to focus on you. And God, as you, as you do that, as you do things in our life, if you, as you show us the truth and the way, as you show us those things, we will, we will be very careful to give you the honor and the glory and the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, the altar is open. If you want to come down, and pray. There's nothing magical about myself or Connor. We're just two guys. We'd love to pray with you, though. I'd love for you to hit the altar as well, though. If there's something you need to deal with God about, if there's something you just want to, you know, you get, it's, I can't explain it, but you kind of get God's attention when you're willing to step out in front of everybody and come down front. I don't know why that is, but it just seems like he, 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 he perks his ears up a little bit. I want to challenge you to do that. Let's stand up and let's sing our final worship song. Connor, come join me. Thank you for listening to the podcast of Real Church Coweta. If you have any questions or if you would like to contact us at Real Church, please go to our website at www.realchurchcoweta.com and click on the Contact Us tab. We invite you to join us on Sunday at 11.15 a.m. at the Worship Center on the campus of Central Christian School in Sharpsburg. Also, check out our website or Facebook page for directions. Until next time, God bless and remember to love God love others, and live real.